Brought to you by Dubois Productions. Hello, and welcome back to NO and JB Sports Pedigree. We are back to provide insight on a wide variety of sports topics from NBA hoops. Yeah, we got the playoffs going on. Major League Baseball, full swing. We got NFL football, professional soccer, and anywhere in between. Our goal is to shed some light on some topics and discuss some things that maybe you haven't thought about or discussed in a while. And we're going to have a whole lot of fun while we do that. We certainly hope you have fun right along with us. My name is JB. And I'm Coach No. Coach No. I think I'm going to just start going by Coach, you know. Coach. One of the hats that I wear in life. There you go. What up, Coach? Might as well. What's up, man? Man, a a whole lot in the sports world. And uh, it's been a minute, but, you know, got the playoffs. Like I said, baseball, man. We got... uh, Shoot, there's a whole lot of big boxing matches been happening. I know we don't discuss those. Obviously, the NFL draft. Shout out to uh, shout out to how about three black quarterbacks going in the top five of the draft? How about that? Yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah, lots going on. So we won't kick it off this. Kick it off with this week. The week ahead, one sounds of our uh, newer good. segments where we we go ahead and talk about upcoming events in the world of sports: NBA, NFL, MLB hockey at times um and and everything in between in the week ahead segment and we go back and forth talking about it by the way that man that dude in a boxing match he fell from the body shot sheesh Mm, crazy right garcia i think is his name insane good guy but anyways jb yeah crazy my first week ahead event is the nba playoffs round two beginning we got eight teams left pretty much I think we would agree in saying that every team left has at least a moderate chance of yeah. winning the NBA title, right? Like at least open. a moderate chance. It's wide open. Some of them, do I think they're going to get? No, they don't really have a shot. But they got a moderate shot. Get hot in a series like the Miami Heat did. You never know what could happen, man. NBA playoffs in round two. This You're week. right. Absolutely. On my list, of course. And I had a couple of uh, a couple series that I'm really interested in. Um first one being involving a team you mentioned the heat i think the heat knicks is going to be a really good series you know you think back to throwback in the 90s with some of those uh some of those matchups um got a modern day version where jimmy butler's maybe playing as well as anybody and uh on the other side jalen brunson so i think it's going to be a good one and i also am looking forward to um the denver and phoenix series because I kind of want to see what really both those teams are made of. I think um, people people with uh, kind of crowning the Suns is going to win the West. Well, you know, they've got to play the number one seed now, so I'm interested to see how that one's going to go. I'm yeah, no doubt about but, it. Yeah. Well, she All righty, man. The Reds, our Cincinnati Reds, you know when JB speak about our squad regularly, they have a rare weekend series, JB, with the White Sox. Ooh, Thus complying. Here's here's why I brought the series up. Because it complies with the new MLB rule. That I don't know if you knew this, JB. Every MLB team this season plays at least one series versus every other MLB team. Did you know that? I did know that. Yep. 46 interleague games it's this crazy. year, up from 20. So you're going to... Reds and White Sox, rarely see it. Reds and Athletics, rarely see it, but we seeing oh, them both. Man. Yeah. The White Sox. Yeah, that'll be fun. Did you say that's at home or is that at Chicago? Uh, It's in Cincinnati, in Cincinnati? thankfully. That's cool. Yeah. 
All right. Um, well, next Saturday, we got a couple pretty big events. I'll start off short and sweet. Um, Kentucky Derby kicks off the whole trip. Hey. Around, and, you know, that's always one where I'm typically always working. And uh, usually it's like, hey, we'll get it on. You know, people will, people will put names in a hat just for fun. And, you know, you get the volume up and down the stretch they come. I mean, it's just iconic um, and fun to watch. Exciting for there for a few minutes. Well, JB, I will have you know that I've been in Louisville during Derby weekend. Hey. And boy, is it boy is it an event? Yeah, man. Boy, is it Crazy. an event with my man B Julius. Cosby? That's right, with my <laughs> man B Cosby. There you go. All right, JB. NHL playoffs, which mm-hmm. I'll admit, I've been slacking. Really, due to the first round of the NBA playoffs being let's just say far more interesting than in previous years, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I got to redeem myself this week with my NHL playoff loyalty. We're going we gonna to get some games in or at least some third periods and overtimes, man. NHL playoff action. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Also, next Saturday, we mentioned boxing, and uh, we got Canelo fighting on May the 6th, Saturday night. And we know this guy previously is like the most uh, highest paid athlete in the world. Everybody tunes in for his fight, so I know that's on a lot of people's radar. Not being the most um, knowledgeable or excited fan of the sport, um, I still understand that this guy is a, a big deal whenever he steps into the ring, and I know a lot of folks will be looking forward to that. That's good stuff, JB. And uh, the NHL playoffs was actually the last one that I had. Okay. You got any more? Okay, yeah. The only other one I have is uh, Premier League action. We are getting down towards the end of the season here. And on Sunday, um, Arsenal plays at Newcastle. Oh, Newcastle. Okay. And, and Arsenal is currently uh, tops of the league, which is, but it's interesting that this is a must win for them because they have actually played two more games than the team in second, Manchester City, and they're only up by two points on them. So uh, at the end of the day, if Manchester City wins out they're going to win the title so arsenal can't afford to lose at number three newcastle who uh, you know obviously they're number three in the league excellent team and you know they don't want to fall out of the top four to get that guaranteed um champions league spot next year so that's going to be an excellent match on sunday afternoon fellas want to stay in that top league you got to get that win man got to get that win got to got to get it done so uh Let's let's go ahead and move on to uh, another spot where we get it done. And we haven't done as well the last few times. Um, we've done some athlete trivia. So hopefully we can uh, fare a little better this week. What do you think? Let's redeem ourselves, man. Um, my athlete trivia theme for the day is famous Reds bullpen legends. And I have three. Mm. Famous mm. Reds bullpen legends. Okay. And I'm going to give you a little hint to start off, JB. Okay. They're all from the 90s. Okay. so okay. no no old old school guys that's good because i don't think i know anybody for the 90s all right yeah. i i have four this week um you know we're gonna go back and forth where we'll list off facts and hopefully the other person can guess the, who we're talking about we hope you guys play along with us when we do this and uh in honor of the nfl draft which we are going to have a review coming up uh weeks ahead um in honor of that i've got four number one overall picks of the nfl draft so there you go kick it off jb I'm since you got four of them today the first one's you know hopefully pretty easy for you got a six foot four 215 pound 
quarterback, Pro Bowler in 2022, Heisman Trophy winner in 2019, out of Louisiana State University, previously out of <laughs> The Ohio State University, out of Athens, Ohio, current Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. Hmm, and I wonder who that might five, be. Top five QB in the league. I think that guy's name might be, uh, Just let's just burrow in, burrow there into it. Joe right. Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. All right, JB. Throw him some love. Yes, sir. Solid, solid. Let's kick this one off the right way, man. Let's get it. Red single season record holder with 44 saves in 1996. Maybe you already have it. Born in Florence, Alabama. Currently 59 years old. Career 339 ERA and had 172 saves. Currently a broadcaster for the Reds, JB. Oh, he has a single season record. That's right. Wow. That's the cowboy Jeff Brantley. Jeff Brantley. That's man, right, man. He was a monster with the giant suit. I did not know. I was going to go a different direction, but I'll save that. Maybe you got that one on there, too. Okay, okay. Good. All right. All right. I've got another quarterback. Surprise, surprise. 6'5, 233 pound QB. Played with, man, eight teams in his career. He was a two time Pro Bowler. Uh, AFC passer rating leader in 1998, led the league in touchdown passes twice as well. He also won the Heisman Trophy in 1986 for the Miami Hurricanes before he was drafted number one overall by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That must be uh, old Vinny Testaverde. Vinny Testaverde, yes sir. Solid, solid. That's good stuff, JB. All right, this is the toughest out of the three. I'm going to let you know that. Okay. 6'3 reliever, currently 47 years old, out of the Dominican Republic. Pitched in Cincinnati from 2008 to 2011. And actually is second on the all-time red save list. A lot of people, I I didn't know it. So I Mm. know it's probably not, you know, super, super duper uh, popular. His ERAs in Cincy were 3'3". 2.16, 2.16, at 3.84, and 2.45. He has some crazy is good it, ERAs. Is it? Is that Francisco Cordero? Man, excellent, man. Hey, yes, hey. man. Francisco people Cordero, man. You remember, people were hating on him, and he they got didn't the like job Francisco done. Cordero. No, they did not. He got the job done, though. Yep. What? Did, yeah, yeah. Jealousy. I don't know. Yep. All righty, we've got a uh, another number one overall pick. Six foot, 200 pound wide receiver, born September 28, 1962, a two time all pro player, five time pro bowler, career 851 catches, nearly 13,000 yards, and 84 touchdowns. Number one overall pick in 1984 by the New England Patriots out of Nebraska University. Need another hint? Yeah. His last name is something that you can use to cook with to make French fries. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's Irving Fryer. <laughs> Irving Fryer. <laughs> it took me a little like, while on that one. It was a tough one. Yeah, I didn't know he was number one overall pick. Yeah, Man. it took me a little while. Irv, yeah, he was a monster. All right, JB. Currently a member of the Kansas City Royals. I'm pretty sure you're going to get this one. Age 35, from Cuba, 
This one will be quick, JB. He holds the Guinness World Record for fastest baseball oh. pitch at 105.8 on September 24, yes, 2010 Remember versus the Padres. What is his game. name? Aroldis Chapman. Aroldis Chapman, man. He's a, he's another one who wasn't, I, I think he was kind of underappreciated in Cincinnati oh, as well. Oh, he was. He was. There's a theme with that, too, um, if you think about just in general, underappreciated, undervalued athletes and coaches in the city of Cincinnati who just so happened to not be white. Yeah, that's, that's right. A, that's a constant theme. Yeah, no doubt. Unfortunately. And, and, and go ahead with your fourth, JB. All I right. actually got one more on my uh, list that I okay. didn't think I had. Okay, I love it. All right, last one for me then. This is a big man. This is a 6'4", 340-pound man. He was a consensus All-American in college in 1993. Big 10 Defensive Lineman of the Year. Two-time first-team All-Big Ten, Bill Willis Trophy winner. Ended up playing for four teams in his career. Out of Dayton Dunbar High School, where he left and went to the Ohio State University before he was picked first overall in 1994 by the Cincinnati Bungles. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Amidst their run of... Back to back to back, it seemed like number one overall picks. Man, I don't know who the number Nickname, one pick is. Nickname Big Daddy. Yeah. No. Was he? No. Was he good? No. Nah, I mean, it was in college. He played for the <laughs> Bengals. <laughs> he played for the Bengals. Why well, don't I know this, man? Then I don't know this, the skins, man. The I was. I don't know why I was thinking Orlando Pace, but he didn't get drafted by them. I don't hey, know who this is. He was man. an who all-pro in 03 with the Lions. This is Big Daddy Dan Wilkinson. Who? Shows you. Yeah, exactly. There you go. If you don't know him, then obviously he was man, trash. Listen, I thought you would have known not, him. Though. I'm not going to disrespect him because if, if he lasted <laughs> till 2003, he had some yeah. longevity and he, he was the number one years. pick. But I, I did not know this, y'all. And Y'all let us know, man. If y'all know who this was or not out here in – I think Those Bengals y'all fans will know, but big maybe fans not listening to N1 JB. Yeah, I had no idea, man. All right, man. All right, I'm back in Cincinnati for the Reds. This. Okay, okay. In the, in the final of my famous Reds bullpen legends, um, all-time Red save leader with 152, born in Saigon, Vietnam. Is that all you need? Yes, yeah, Danny Graves. <laughs> Let me read some more of his yeah, stats. Yeah, please, please. The the Reds, as they sometimes do, tried to make him a starter in 03. It failed. But as a reliever, he had almost 350 strikeouts. Very consistent from 1997 to 2004. Danny Gray. Yep. Another guy that was hated on because he wasn't a high velocity, typically, you know, your strikeout the side type of guy. Um, But yeah, very consistent. He had good some, stuff, he's man. had some ups and downs, but he was there for a long time. You know, when I think of Danny Graves, though, what comes to mind is, I want to say, top of the ninth, or maybe it was even extra innings in Houston. And, or may, may, yeah, I can't remember the exact situation, but he had to come up to bat, and he went yard over that short left field fence oh as a relief gosh. pitcher. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching that and just going insane. Yeah. Like, that's what I think of with Danny Graves. Well, hopefully the Reds relievers can get well, not the relievers, but hopefully the Reds can give us some magic uh, this this season as we move yeah, forward. Because we know the relievers ain't gonna bat now that we got DH. But um, right. as we move forward, JB, let me let me dive into my personal segment today. Yeah, please do. And my and it is another reminder for y'all that the hype machine, which has been instilled, 
the past few months related to soon to be drafted prospects is nothing more, nothing less than shallow evaluation. And I say that JB, taking into account everything that I use to evaluate players as a coach, most of it, you're not gonna see glaring in your face. The things that really matter evaluation-wise are not glorified, not glamorous at all. It's more than athletic ability, man. And I'm not referring to any in-depth medical exams either. I'm speaking on character. Yeah. Character traits, if you will, that athletes who will keep improving and won't become stagnant, they have, right? And today, there's no list coming. I'm not about to give you a list of these traits because conversations on discernment are not really for the masses. Mm. The more black and white statistical logic of a player A being better than player B, this is what the draft hype is about. Yeah, of course it is. It has its place. But when real true evaluation occurs, there's really no more stats and highlights that need to be shown. You just know it's mm. discernment. Keep that in mind, y'all. Excellent stuff, you know, as always. Very enlightening. Hey, uh, you know, you mentioned the Reds. Just uh, want to give a, a shout out to my man, little man, Kellen, uh, who's a big fan of the show. Uh, my man, Seth's little guy. He's actually a member of the uh, Reds in his uh, youth league team. So shout out to him. Solid. Uh, my personal segment, as we lead into dis- some discussion about the NBA playoffs, everybody's been talking about Giannis. Um, the last few days, of course, and I know we're going to dig deeper into some of this, but of course the disappointing early exit, we all know there's a lot that went into that, um, but how he was uh, questioned after the game, losing, um, for those of you that didn't see it or haven't heard it, I'd be surprised, but he was asked whether or not the season was a failure, um, and while you know I may not 100% agree with how what he said in his response, I cannot be more you know, I don't want to say proud because I don't know the guy, but I guess I am proud to consider him, you know, my favorite player because he is the utmost class um, individual. Um, and his response, uh, for those of you who don't know, he said the season wasn't a failure. Um, he said, you know, every year is a progression um, just because they lost. Um, I would say personally, if it was me, you know, I. If I don't achieve my goal of winning the title, for me, that would be a bit of a failure. But I understand where he's coming from and that, you know, having the best record in the league, um, you know, losing to another good team, et cetera, what have you, um, you know, it's not a failure in his mind because he's always working to be better. And the way he responded um, with such grace, even out of his frustration and anger, still apologizing um, <laughs> and, and for maybe offending the person that asked the question because he could tell he was frustrated in his response. Just such a class guy. Um, just adds on to why he's my favorite um, guy playing. And uh, I just look forward to him getting back out there. I'm disappointed. Uh, for him and not to get to see that that team play anymore but um you know kudos to Giannis yeah the dude should have been offended for asking such such a disingenuous and uh bad timing question yeah yeah you know it's just to get it's it's one of those headline questions trying to get a rise out of yeah and I don't even know if I mentioned he said you know I did say that do you consider the season a failure well I mean 
you know. And, and especially he's a Bucks reporter too, you know. So you would think it'd be a little kinder to the best player, but hey, you know what? And I'm sure Giannis is probably harder on himself than anyone. The guy missed like 13 free throws in the game, so you know he's upset and beating himself up about it. But uh, yeah, just again, class act. So. NBA, we got the playoffs. We are getting ready for the second round, man. You That's wanna, right. Um, how you want to go about this today? Because I've got a lot of mm-hmm. notes, and I'm sure you do too. Just talk about it, you know. Right, I mean, cool. the first thing that comes to my mind is the Phoenix Clippers, Phoenix and L.A. Clippers series. Okay. Right okay. off the bat, first thing that comes into my mind is how games one and game two went. Yeah. Right. And, and I quickly wonder <laughs> if Phoenix fans – Felt like they were getting out of that first round after games mm. one and two. I don't know the answers, no. You know, yeah, you so said Kawhi, going into it, they weren't. I, I, I felt that way. Kawhi suffered her knee injury in game two versus Phoenix. Still dominated. De'Aaron Fox fractured a finger in game four versus Golden State. Still dominated. Both teams mm. lost the, those um, respective games. But I don't know. Doctors going out of their ways to keep key players out of games. Seems kind of weird. Or is it something else? What's going on, man? Like, what's going on, JB? Yeah, I don't know. I I feel that. And that was the first thing I thought of how weird it was because I believe they actually came out and said that he he aggravated, I say that with air quotes or whatever, hurt it. That's right. In the first game where he also dominated, uh, Kawhi looked like maybe the best player in the world in those two games. But, you know, obviously not having him – they, they didn't really have a chance with uh, without him or PG. Now, Westbrook balled out. I want to give him some credit, some love, the way that he played, the end of crunch time in that first game. Any, I've never – I don't know if I've ever seen a guy shoot three for 17 or three for 19 or whatever it was and still dominate the end of a game. You know, mm. he was everywhere, deflecting the ball, rebounding, blocking shots, defending, just amazing. And I do have to say – on the flip side of it, I got to give Devin Booker some credit. You know, I typically don't do that. And um, begrudgingly, looking back over my top five current wing players in the NBA, I didn't have him on my list, and I think that was a mistake. Um, I'm not a fan of his necessarily, but I got to give credit where credit's due. He's a he, he's playing amazing right now. Certainly helps when you have KD to take away, you know, the pressure and double teams. But, man, he plays on both ends of the court. Um, so we'll see how he does moving forward, yeah, and but got to yeah, give him some credit. Definitely. He, he gets love and that three for 19 effort, but still being effective in different aspects of the game. Yeah, it should man. show all you youngsters who play basketball. There's a lot of different ways to affect games. Yeah. And just because your shot's not falling, it, it's, it's childish to yep. let that affect you. Period. No matter. It, it really doesn't journey. matter what age you're at. Like if, if, if all you're focused on is your shot going in or not, you're selfish as an athlete. Mm. Period. There's no way around it. Dive, yes. dive for some loose balls. Go crash glass. Cut more. Make sure you're getting layups. Don't shoot. Drive looking to kick. It's a lot of things you can do. Get steals. Jump passing lanes on the defensive end of the court. Take a charge. Mm-hmm. All the things you can up. do. But let me touch back on Jay, um, Kawhi again for a second, JB. Go ahead. Yep. Now, I know he had a partial tear in his ACL recently, but... I didn't see anything related to an injury. And I've went back and watched it. Now, I'm not saying he wasn't hurt, per se. I'm just trying to figure out how he went from dominating 
two not playing at all. It's just mind-boggling to me. And take this into account, mm -hmm. JB. Chris Paul, president of the NBA Players Association, fighting for players' rights, right? Checks and balances. So I checked, and uh, uh, I saw that, uh, you know, he has zero rings, which Correct. makes the, the scales of the checks and balances imbalanced with Kawhi's mm. two rings with different teams. It was mm. obvious Phoenix was in over their heads after the first two games. They were headed to L.A., tied 1-1. Easily could have been 2-0 Clippers. So, I don't know. Just just a crazy, interesting situation, man. And We can move on from that series, man. Jimmy Butler, J.B. I hear you. In the heat, yep. man. All right, flip it out east. Yep. Fell, in, fell into the perfect scenario with Giannis getting injured for those couple of games and, and being a tough-minded team. I know you talked about Giannis a little bit in your personal segment, but mm -hmm. what an incredible, incredible uh, game series that was for Jimmy Butler and his yes, team. It Just was. Everything fell into place for them. Give me your thoughts on that series. Well, you know, initially uh, we discussed off air. I mean, I wrote Miami off number one because they barely made it in. You, you know, they got they got smacked by the Hawks in the play-in, barely beat Toronto. And I'm looking at like the Bucks, like yeah, they're number one seed. They're gonna cruise. Yeah, it didn't happen. I mean, I think you know Giannis getting hurt in that first game. It really allowed Miami to get a foothold in that series and start to build confidence, as you mentioned when we were discussing that a team like them, you give them a little bit of confidence, that might be all they need. Even without Tyler Hero, who's probably their second-best offensive player. Um, and Butler just, I mean, he just took it to a whole other level. Even in the Game 5 um, series ceiling win, like he was talking trash when they were losing. Like, <laughs> that's, I remember going back to, to watch it, hearing Michael Jordan during the last dance talk about it. it's easy to talk trash when you're winning, but let me see how you talk when you're losing. This guy was, I mean, feeling it. He knew, he just knew that, that they were going to get the job done, and that's how confident and how well they were playing. Amazing performance by them. Really disappointed it because I thought the Bucks could beat Miami even without Giannis. I don't think he was fully himself even coming back. I'm sure he wouldn't tell you that, but something just didn't seem right and just disappointed with their overall defensive effort. Yeah, in that pitiful. series, <laughs> it was pretty right? pitiful. You got anything else to add on that series? Um, not, not a whole lot. I mean, very surprising. Um, yeah. but once the Giannis injury happened, I knew there was a big chance that they were going to win. Um, meaning yeah. the Heat. That's just kind of how I felt about it. Um, even after game two, Bucks dominated the home in game two. I knew that wasn't sustainable going on the road. I knew it would be a completely different story without Giannis down in Miami. Miami's a tough team. They're not weak. They're not like a lot of these teams in the playoffs who are kind of softer. And it just is what it is. You They're a tough-minded team. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, so now that now they got the Knicks. So how about that series where they just completely <laughs> mollywhopped the Cavs? Like that wasn't even a series, man. man. It was crazy. Cavs with 51 regular season wins, and you know, to me, it's a it's a couple of questions, and I'll let you talk about this. You know, with from the outside looking in, Tom Thibodeau completely out coaching Bickerstaff, or was it maybe more so Donovan Mitchell showing why the Jazz traded him? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just. Um. Can't really look at it like that. I mean, the no. Cavs had an excellent regular season. They, they just did. don't have an, they just don't have enough offense yet. Mm. You don't have enough. And when you when it's when it's your guards going one on one all the time, and you don't really have a wing or or, or center player who can go get a basket, Evan Mobley is gonna get there. 
Right. You can't give the ball to Jared Allen and say, go get a basket. You can't really give the ball to Karis Levert and say, go get a basket. And their bench is pretty weak. So it was yep. Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland versus everybody. You know, mm. they just don't have enough. And Brunson, man, he's a he's a winner. Like every level he's won. You know, yeah. he did it in college. Like he just knows how to win. That's right. And I think we're seeing that more and more from him. So yeah. Yeah, no doubt, man. Knicks all defense, man. Um and Edwards was putting in work in Minnesota, but didn't really mm. get enough help from Conley and Cat and consistently. Yeah. And then he actually wasn't super consistent in the series. He had a couple he really wasn't. good games, but they they got dominated. They did. They got a, they got a they win could, though. They did. I, they didn't get swept. You know, something for him to build off of. I'm excited for him. I mean, guy's 21 years old, had like three 30 point games I think in that series. But you know, if he really hones in and kind of becomes more consistent with his three point shooting, I think that's a, another level for him. So uh, out west, no dumb, you man. know, couple of big series there. The Golden State Sacramento. That was, man, I was kind of surprised at how that one started off. I don't know about you. Me. Teams play well at home. Yeah. Teams play well at home sometimes. Was well, I surprised? Yeah, but it happens. Teams play well, well at home. I, mean, I, think we, I, keep I, think saying, I keep saying the same thing, but I mean, that's right, how it is sometimes in the playoffs. I think, I think we've seen, you know, now that Wiggins and Peyton and those guys have kind of gotten back their legs a bit you know i think that certainly changed and i think in that series with game three right saying it sacramento's up 2-0 and golden state's playing without draymond green and i think them being able to win that game without him really was just a momentum and confidence turned like the whole turn the whole series right there yeah yeah it you did, know? It did. and it now definitely it's definitely been some close games i mean get both pretty much every game in the series Yep. could have went either way you know so i mean it they that but they're winning because they know how to win games like that they've been there before they have a toughness to them that is not quant like you can't really can't really quantify it it's absolutely it's just it's just the warriors it's what they do a lot of people don't been give there, them the credit that, that they deserve yep. in, in those in those areas but it's them and it's what they have so you know it's good stuff, man. Ex- excited for the NBA playoffs to continue, man, and mm-hmm. um, looking forward to a Lakers and Memphis. I don't, we haven't talked about that one much. Yeah, it's it's been a Brooks series. Is a fool. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 the way I look at the series, man, Lakers Lakers are lucky to be up three two versus Memphis being up three two. Memphis to me has the better team. Well, had the better team throughout the series, but mm. um, you know when you get dudes having crazy. 29 point games who averaged 12 points and other guys going off and then memphis doesn't close out game four like they should have they were up seven with like three minutes left let d'angelo russell hit three threes in a row right you look up and, and you're losing in the series and you're you're almost knocked out so we'll see yeah, we'll see how I think it goes either either way that series you know next round would be golden state likely and uh that would be an interesting one because I don't think there's any love lost between any of those teams. The only other series, you got the the Philly who just, you know, ran over the Nets kind of, which yeah. everybody kind of saw coming. They're playing the Celtics. And give some props to the Hawks for getting a couple of games off the Celtics. I think you mentioned that the Celtics may be a little bit more like the Bucks, and maybe we have thought about before too with the way that they're playing and their chemistry and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I, 
the Bucks weren't like the Bucks. The Bucks I know win championships, but right. I mean I get what I get what you're saying though. Yeah, as far as how they were playing this year, and you know everybody's being so high on Boston, but yeah, not so fast. They didn't. Uh, yeah. They didn't look like they were <laughs> certainly not dominant. You know, when you lose a, a lead like they did in Game Five at home to the Hawks, turning the That's ball right. over, like you know. So yeah, I'm excited. I I, I mentioned that I've, all the injuries kind of reminded me of 2021 with Giannis and job or ant being out Kawhi, like every team's best player so i hope that trend does not continue as we that's move right. forward because i want to see these guys out there that's what's up man that's good stuff bro yeah nba that's... playoff update going that's down right. sports factor fiction is next though all right um we try to stump each other a little bit in this segment y'all and mm-hmm. um and we've been doing it some a little bit recently but at the end of the day I want JB to get these, man. And yeah, JB, I, I got four. Get these. So I'm, I'm going to kick four. it off. Right, I got a plethora. I got a plethora. So let's go. Okay. <laughs> Creighton guard Ryan Nimhard had an opportunity to follow in Big Bro's shoes and transfer to Gonzaga, but he chose not to. Fact or fiction? Um, I'll say fact. JB, that is fiction. He oh, actually he did, did transfer to wow. Gonzaga. Wow. Look at that. So what year is he? Do you know? Uh, I think Ryan Nimhart was a sophomore at Creighton. Okay, so he's got a bit more. Okay. Yeah, I think so. All right, cool. That's a good one. All right. Did you know that uh, your boy Kavon Looney, he joined the likes of Patrick Ewing, AD, Giannis, as one of five players ever to have 22 rebounds and seven assists in a single postseason game? Who did he join the likes of? Patrick Ewing, AD, Giannis, somebody else I can't remember. <laughs> Is that a fact? It's a fact. Goodness. All right, Looney, That's do your thing, crazy, bro. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Will Levis, JB, mm. got sacked 36 times during his senior year at Kentucky. Fact or fiction? I'm pretty sure that's fact. Unless it, it is more. a fact. Okay. I knew it was a lot, man. You know, probably, did you, probably uh, the reason he didn't get drafted in the first probably round. Probably a big deal. Probably a big part of it. You know, did you know that that hockey was actually created by a group of black men in Nova Scotia in the late 19th century? I think I might have heard this. Is that factual? That is a fact. Excellent, good stuff. Another one is <laughs> hidden, hidden, hidden history there. Well, you know, some some people would call it critical race theory. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's history, y'all. It's just right. history. All right, JB. Oklahoma City's Shea Gilgis Alexander took home the NBA's Most Improved Player Award this season. Fact or fiction? Man, I missed that coming out. So I don't. I saw that he was a finalist. Uh, we'll say, we'll say fact. JB, we you got you on it? this one, man. And it's, and it's it. a travesty. It's a travesty. That's why I brought it up because I wanted to say it's a travesty. Laurie okay. Marketing got it over him somehow. Mm, yeah, yeah, I mean, he had a certainly had an amazing season, but Shay, like, come on, wow. Yeah, and Laurie Marketing was uh, they weren't in the gone playoffs. fishing. You were exactly. They weren't in the play-in anyway. Wow. All right. Uh, did you know this year that a dude ran the entire Boston Marathon while dribbling a ball? A basketball Man, for charity. Uh, I, I'm gonna hope that's fiction. It's not. He did it, and he had it. It was wet, so he ended up having all kind of cuts. And you know, they said the only person who dribbled more was James Harden in the last game that he played. 
<laughs> oh my I god! Had to throw that in there, but yeah. Oh that dude really lordy, that. <laughs> that's good stuff, man. All right, JB, my final one. In Jalen Hurts' new deal worth $255 million over five years, $179 million is mm. guaranteed in the event of an injury. Um, the event of an, I don't know about that language, but I'll just say fact. Yeah, he secured the bag, man. Man, He secured him. the bag. Hey, and shout out to Lamar, finally getting his bag now. He secured his own bag without, without the agent. Yeah, 185 guaranteed and like 260. So there you goodness go. Goodness gracious, those two guys. All right, I've got two more, and I'm gonna share both of them because I think you'll like them. Um, All right. Even though he hasn't played a single game since 2018, the Los Angeles Dodgers again re-signed Andrew Tolls so that he could continue um, his medical health treatment, insurance, and help for his condition. Man, hopefully that's fact. Yeah, it's a pretty that's, cool story. That's love, I just man. That's good stuff. It. Yeah, he's schizophrenic and, and something else, and uh, he wouldn't be able to, yeah. Like, so he's never going to play again, and they just keep re-signing him every year. So how? I, sh- shout out to the Dodgers for that. Like, that's awesome. Um, all right, last one. Inno, did you know that Danny Ainge was an all-state offense and defense in football in high school? And was playing part time with the Toronto Blue Jays in the major leagues when he won the Wooden Award at BYU his senior I mean, year of that, college. That's a, that's a lot, man. That has to be fiction. It's not. It's Damn. not. Danny Ainge, like I had Hon- no. He, idea. Honestly, though, he does look like he could be a f- football player. He was a tough, rugged, yeah, he was, physical uh, dude. He had scholarships offers from every major school for wide receiver is what i read and uh but i didn't know he played baseball too like that's 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 really crazy so he went to byu so was he was he 32 when he was doing his stuff (laughs) right i don't know he played a while in the league they i they read that he he was fully intended on continuing his baseball career when he graduated byu but he got drafted in the nba yeah and so he went that route that's good stuff man crazy all right well Man, some that was some really good uh, shares this it week. It really was. Appreciate it's that. that time, and though. It is that time. It's time for a little bit of no-nos. No-nos. Let's do it, man. All right, so for those of you who've been living under a rock, what we're going to do is uh, each week I have a personal question for Inno. More often than not, it is sports-related, but not always. And then we'll put a, uh, you know, random amount of time on a clock that's somewhere out there and uh, allow N.O. to elaborate, answer, justify, however you want to word it, a uh, a topic or a question that I throw out to him and let him just kind of give his thoughts on it. So personal question. Uh, I know that there's a kind of a big trip coming up this week. Well, you know, I, I believe you are headed to where the NFL draft's going on. Anything you can share with that and what's going on there? For, uh, yeah, heading football? up to Can- heading up to Kansas City uh, to uh, check out the KCAC championship game here nice. this weekend and um, see about some recruiting. See if the area has some quality recruits. There's supposed to be a showcase going on at Arrowhead Stadium, hey. and um, we're gonna recruit for flag football, women's flag football, 
and uh, hopefully it goes well. There you go. And, and word on the street is that you may be shaking hands with the commissioner at some point. <laughs> I mean, they, <laughs> they say he's going to be there, so we'll see. Roger Goodell. That's got to be a busy man. That'd be cool. That's awesome. It's exciting. All right. So I went back and forth this week. In fact, you know, I... I had about five different topics that I was going to ask you about. And one of these weeks, I'm probably going to give you a choice. But as we've been chatting throughout this show, one really just kind of stuck out and came to the forefront. And that's when I mentioned Draymond Green. Draymond Green was suspended for a game for stepping on Eno's boy, DeMontis Sabonis' chest during the game. And... I would like Inno to justify why Joel Embiid should have gotten a similar treatment or punishment for what he did in a game to um, Nick Claxton when he essentially mm-hmm. kicked him in the nuts. Yeah. Um, and even if you want to throw in later in that game when James Harden, James Harden was ejected for allegedly purposefully elbowing um, a player in his genitals and just kind of compare contrast there and give us your thoughts on how all that went down and what's really going on. That's right. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I think uh, riffs need to be consistent and be consistent and, and not take into account uh, it, every situation occurs in a vacuum period. I don't care what Draymond Green's past was. Look ah, at the situation for go. what it was. Let's not focus more on the reaction versus the initiator. When you went and looked at that video, you saw that Domas Sabonis grabbed his leg, which means Draymond didn't have anywhere to land, right? Draymond landed on him. Draymond may have deserved a tech or a flagrant foul, not ejection, not an ejection, and definitely not a suspension unless Domas Sabonis got the same thing. He was the initiator. And I heard somebody say in the media, um, rightfully so, when we start focusing more on the reaction to the to the aggressor or the initiator of the situation, then we really have a problem. When we more mm-hmm. focused on the reactor, yep. people are thinking backwards. It's backwards thinking. So let's talk about Joel Embiid. Because remember, my whole focal point is every situation is individualized. When 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 you can be on your back and somebody's above you and you can kick them, forget the comparisons to Draymond Green's mm. thing, right? You kicked him in in his, you know, groin area. Kicked him. Extended your foot. He didn't grab your leg. Draymond Green got his leg grabbed and landed on him hard. My opinion, DeMontis Sabonis kind of got what he asked for, right? Nothing Nick Claxton did, did he ask for. That was a completely unwarranted situation by Joel Embiid he fully extended his leg it wasn't even like a, a, a semi passive aggressive kick he fully yeah. extended his leg Yeah. He and you're telling me that's hard. okay that's okay and then because it gets to a point with the rest where you wonder what are they judging based off of are they deciding mm-hmm. the intentions like are they saying okay this is what when they come together after they all watch the f- video are they deciding, okay, this is what we're saying his intent was? Because surely with the James Harden situation, there's no way you could say that that was James Harden's intent. Right. You, ha- you have to look at the situations in a vacuum. 
You have well, to. You can't they, say Draymond Green did this in the past. You can't say absolutely. James Harden's hit somebody in the nuts in the past. It doesn't mean anything. You know we're, that they, we're, we're yeah. focusing on this situation <laughs> right here. You know, yep. go ahead. You know, you know that they, you know, they looked at the past or, you know, they looked at the intent when it came to the Draymond Green one. Yeah. Well, look but at the intent with they, Joel Embiid too. Yeah. They, well, yeah. obviously they didn't because it was exactly obviously he intended to kick the dude where he kicked did. the man. And the same with Harden. You could tell watching that, but he wasn't trying to, I mean, he was, was it a, you know, move to get the guy off of him? Yeah, but he wasn't purposely trying to hit him there. So that's where I'm just like, I'm fully in agreement with you across the board. I just feel like it's crazy. And with everything else that's gone on in the playoffs with the injuries, you know, it all just kind of feels a bit, a bit shady. You know, I'll just call it like it is. It's it all shady. feels a bit shady. Which is disappointing because I just want to watch the, the games and see some good basketball. You That's know? right. And That's right. They're competitors. I mean, you're going to have some of the, you know, look at the uh, the trash talking in the Lakers-Memphis series and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But you, you got to be – it's got to – there's got to be some fairness involved, right? Like it does. Like, draw the line. It, de- and, it definitely and it, does. You, and then they bring in these dudes That's from New York or whoever – I don't give a like, I don't give a damn what they have to say. Excuse my language. Yeah, it's, it's ninety. Like y'all know? Have you ever noticed that ninety nine percent of the time when they bring in the folks from New York or they bring in a riff to give their opinion, they're always gonna agree with the riff. Get out of here. Uh, Not trying like to hear every that. Every sport, yeah. Every sport, they're just gonna agree with the riff. Get out of here, man. <laughs> call it like it is, man. That's a good way to end the show, JB. Yeah, call it like it is. Yeah, man. So. Uh, well, as always, we really appreciate you guys continuing to we do. tune in. Much love. Listen, hey, and you know what? Check out. Uh, be on the lookout for next week. We gonna we gonna come back at you with a little bit of NFL draft talk, and probably you know finish up our top five uh, college with some centers. So be on the lookout for that coming up. Um, check us out. We're out there on social media, um, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all that. And you can email us at no.jb.sportspedigree at gmail.com if you got any questions or comments. We thank y'all. Y'all have a good one. Check it. We keep pushing forward when the lights dim. The flame still burns when the night ends. So it's time to get animated promptly. My passion's connotated as anger. Wrongly, since I'm as real as it gets, I won't take that. Might spew a couple of words I won't take back. I'll be the thug who seems to bring charm. Check my skin in the U.S. I'm seen as that regardless. Docile and harmless. Emblematic guinea pigs. Submit to control all the people in the city did. Silly kids only listen to that. It's strengthened numbers to them. To me, it's how you attack. <laughs> Sometimes I think that I'm great. Then I stumble It's better to be lucky than good Keeps you humble I'm hands on in my approach So when I fumble I turn over to the most high Therefore I'll never crumble Tough Gotta get started to get ahead Conduct stoic I know I'm not acting scared I'm the type they feel they have to replace Demonizing the base In my black voice And masculine traits Like it's a problem Don't fear delusional types Mentally locked in But still in tune with the hype Whole models about deception I catch a trend and go the other way You can call it an interception What's popular Tends to reveal what's going down Standing back with a scope watching from across town the guidance from above is what i view is profound so when i see they really care that's when i'm coming around